when I was a little kid, I used to go to my little sister's grandmother's house um, where my little sister lived. I went to my little sister's grandmother's house because I could count on a chance to see our father there. See, my dad would come visit my younger sister and not me. And we both lived with our grandparents right just across the field from each other. We were neighbors, my little sister and I. But I lived with my grandmother where my dad didn't come. And my little sister lived with her grandmother where our dad did come. And boy, one of the most, you know, far-reaching stories, I mean far-reaching into my psyche, into my emotion, into my heartbreak, is the last time I went over there had to be somewhere around, oh, I don't know, 12 or 13 and my dad had popped over to the house to visit his daughter, my little sister. But I happened to be there playing outside with her and her older sibling. And that was the thing about my dad. <laughs> How you going to ignore me while being a father to my sister in my face, but also to her older sister who ain't your fucking child? It was like a cruel game he was playing. But I remember I must have been somewhere around 12 or 13 the last time that happened. And uh, I'm playing with my little sister and that red truck pulls up and dad comes out and he picks up the older sibling, her, which would be his stepdaughter first and swings her around and he picks up my little sister and like, throws her up in the air like he's swinging them and grabbing them and like wrestling, playing with them, throwing them around like little girls do. And they're loving it. And I'm sitting right there and I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm just frozen and I'm crying. I can't even describe what I feel. I feel like all of my daddy issues would have probably remained buried forever and I would have never looked to publicly reach out to this man or anything if it wasn't for you throwing those girls up in my face. He literally denied me and threw it up in my face and was throwing it up in my face since I was a little girl. It's not just, hey, I'm not your dad, you ain't my child, but let me show you if you were my child how I would behave with you. And see, that's the difference with my yucky deadbeat dad story. He he threw that shit in my face. And maybe that's why it's taking me so long to just get over it. I really don't have time to sit around here arguing with y'all. So just get in here and let's talk. I lied. That incident when I was 13 was not the last time my dad actually threw up in my face that he wasn't going to be a father to me specifically. <laughs> It happened again when I was 24, when my mom died. 
my mom died in January of 2012, passed away, um, literally, uh, she died of, uh, honestly, she fell down and died. My mom dealt with obesity and she was overweight. And so she would get off balance sometimes and take these falls. And when she fell, it was always a scary moment because the excitement, the, the adrenaline would, of course, make her heart go into overload. And her heart wasn't very strong to start with, being that she was dealing with obesity. So the last time, I mean, my mama used to fall. I'll be at work. I remember I used to work close to home when I was uh, after high school and for the summers when I would come home for college, I worked at a restaurant near our home and I would get calls at work sometimes like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Your mother fell. You need to leave work and go help her. And like I had these co-workers were like, so why do you need to leave work? Because your mother fell. And it was like, because my mother is heavy and falling is dangerous for her. But anyway, uh you know when you're trying to look for the light at the end of the tunnel when she died it was like well at least no more scary falls for her she had her last scary fall and it took her out but she fell and she died and it was 2012 I was 24 years old and at that time in my life I was still maintaining a relationship with my sister by my father and her older sister which would be my cousin not my sister so we had a relationship and so when my mom died that's who I was with I was with my two best girls my sis and my my little sis and the girl who I regarded like my other sister because I was just so close with her and our sister our younger sibling and uh so it's right after my mom died and I'm with my sisters. We go to um, my older sister's house. Not really my sister. She's really my cousin, but I always called her a sister. We go to that girl's house and who shows up? <laughs> I'm 24 years old. My mom probably been dead for about three weeks at this point, maybe two weeks. We've already had the funeral and everything. And I'm hanging out at my older sister's house and in walks my dad. Yay. Just, just the person I want to see, you know, and I don't know what it was this time that I thought it would be different from the other times, but I did <laughs> for some reason when I saw him this time, I thought, well, now that my mom's gone, there is absolutely no way he'll ignore me today. He's going to say hello. He's going to say, hey, Ebony. He's going to say something. <laughs> you think that nigga face nigga said a word? I mean, it was awful. He came to that house to bring his stepdaughter, my little sister's older sibling. We're at her house to bring her a deep freezer that she had bought. And she had bought a deep freezer. She had a lot of kids and wanted to be able to put their, you know, extra food, store it in a deep freezer. And things that you would call your dad for or your stepdad. Come help me set up this deep freezer and get groceries in it. And 
he came and he brought that freezer. And he just walked right in there and put it together like, I mean, like it was nothing. I'm there, my sister's there, my little sister, and then, uh, you know, his stepdaughter. And he just put it together. I mean, I'm in a room with my biological father who, and he's completely ignoring me. And my mom's gone. So you're the only parent I have left now. And I don't know why I thought for some reason after the childhood of all the times that he threw in my face that he wasn't going to be my dad. I don't know why I thought, oh, well, my mom's dead. So he's going to, this will be the time. And uh, it wasn't. He just ignored me, set up that freezer. But I found my voice this time, y'all. I found my voice. This time I mustered up enough courage to stand up and make a joke. Before I left the house crying, <laughs> I stood up and I said, isn't that my dad or am I mistaken, guys? Like I just turned it into a joke because it was so heartbreaking because I don't got my mama and I grieved. Boy, I don't ever fuss at nobody about grief because I grieved my mama heavily and I was in the, just the barely scratching the iceberg of that grief around that time but it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking because you know clearly you know my mom's dead hell your daughters attended the funeral with me your wife my mother's cousin gave me a card with $25 and oh that's what you do you steal your cousin's man and make kids with him and lie to him and stay with him as he denies his first child with your cousin and then you give the girl little girl $25 when her mom dies yeah well I never forgave them for a long time because I felt like y'all killed my mom <laughs> my mom told me from a young age that she never got rid she never got over that heartbreak it's a Kelly Price situation, and she was a friend of mine. <laughs> but that's how it happened for her, and that was her. It became her story, not because of this inability to get over it, but I mean partially, but I believe it became my mom's story, not just because of just being that upset about a man, but if you're going to leave me for my cousin and make kids with her, don't deny the kid you already made with me first. I still to this day don't know what it feels like to be in my mother's shoes. My mother was always a heavier girl, but she laid down and got big, big. <laughs> okay, she just, she gave up. She just, it's like over the years from my teenage years on up to the time that she died, she was just getting bigger and bigger. And it's like she gave up and she didn't care anymore. And I believe that's because she didn't. Heartbreak can kill you. I don't care what nobody says because I truly sure my mom died of being obese and bad choices and behaviors. But the real thing that killed her was that broken heart. And that's why it's taken me so long to forgive my father and the people connected to him that know y'all knew my mother, you know, my mother, you know, like my mother was good to y'all even after y'all dad did her all kind of way. Even my mother was good to that woman's children after she did 
my mom's child all kind of way. She, she already had two deadbeat daddies under her belt. <laughs> my mom didn't have any deadbeat dads under her belt. She had my sister's dad, who was always really good to my sister. But, hey, I'm not your child. So that ain't nothing to do with me, but it's just fucked up. Some women are just the worst, and it happens all the time. And there's a reason why I have so much to say about a woman who would do this sort of a thing. Because I just feel like you ain't no woman. You're a devil. You don't deserve nothing. Matter of fact, I hope you have the day that you deserve. I hope you have the life that you deserve. I just, I've said this to several women before when they thought they was going to try to read me this way or read me right or read me left and let them know I wouldn't have nothing to do with no man that ain't going to do right by his children. That's a deal breaker for me. And the fact that it's not a deal breaker for so many kids, that fact that you're okay with it because, well, he's good to my kids. Wow. You know, I just feel that, you know, it goes back to the thing I was talking about on this last episode of uh, this particular daddy issue uh, portion of the Most 40 series when I talked about the movie King Richard and how, you know, Richard definitely had a lot going on. Uh, with other children and they have come forth and said you know this is the father to venus and serena williams his other children have come forth and said you know what about us type thing he wasn't no good to us and all of that this is the one part of the story that gives me pause because you know i have my own experience like that where i grew up knowing that my father was good to his other kids it was just me he didn't want to be good to. And it might be this issue to spite my mother, but I'll never know, right? All I can do is try to navigate it. And I've been trying to navigate it for years. I've had so many people in my ear about it who want to talk about it. And I honestly just, I kind of block that out because there's really nothing else I want to hear there's no other perspective I need to take a look at when it relates to this subject. My shit is different. Maybe there is somebody out there who has a similar dad story as mine, but the way I see it, you know, it's just a little different. I truly believe that my my father, I truly believe that my father purposefully denies me to hurt my mother and me. I think he hates us. I think he hates me. He hates my mother. And so he can't do anything, you know, about that. But he can deny me love and deny my mother's child love forever. I think my dad made up his mind whenever my, you know, my mother's cousin told him that it was a possibility that I wasn't his child I think he made up his mind that my mother was the worst person ever and he hated her and he would take her cousin to be his wife and treat her good and treat her kids good to show my mother that she was a piece of shit. But she got lied on by her own cousin. 
lied on, talked about, mistreated, and then you sat with the man while he mistreated her daughter. And you're currently still sitting with him while he still mistreats his daughter. <laughs> Based off of your lie, you've built a whole life on top of that lie. And you don't give a fuck about mine or how I feel or the fact that my son doesn't even know his grandfather. <laughs> it's messed up. But it's some shit that I'm letting go. If you enjoyed this episode of The Betty Show, why don't you head over to my YouTube channel, Black Betty. Search for the Black Betty YouTube channel and spell Betty, B-E-T-T-E. While you're there, you can browse some more Black Betty stuff, videos, and, and other content. And, and hit that subscribe key. You see, I need some followers. I had love you now. Take care. I say I had loved you because I like to say it their way. Because if I ever had loved you, I always will. I had loved you.